Look at that waveform. Hello and welcome back to the Off Five Podcast, the only podcast that talks about episodes of The Office. Wow. Well, I'm saying it. We're the only one. <laughs> then it must be true. Unless you've heard another one, in which case, how many have you heard? One? We're the second. We're one of two. So, yeah. You've heard two? Oh, well, we're, we're one of three. We're one of three. 33% ain't bad. That's true. It's like flipping a coin. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my name is Nathan. I'm Addie. And we're talking about an episode that's pretty special. In our hearts. It's called... Business school. school. We said it at the same time. <laughs> and it came out February 15th, 2007. So you're all hungover from Valentine's Day. Love or hungover. really sad. Because you didn't have a Valentine. Same diff. Yeah, pretty much. And and you get to tune into your favorite show, The Office, to watch what wacky situations are going to unfold over there in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and a lot of wacky things happen. Why don't you give us a synopsis? Why don't you give us a synopsis? Okay. We should trade off again. In this episode... Michael Scott... Is invited by... Ryan... Howard... To... Speak to his business... Class. When... Many of the students... Question the usefulness... Of paper... In a computerized world... Michael... Attempts to inform... The class of how... Essential paper is... Is... Meanwhile, a bat becomes trapped in the office leading Dwight Schrute on a mission to protect the employees, period. He protect, he attack, but also he trap a bat. <laughs> most of all. Most of all, he <laughs> trap most a bat on oh, Meredith's head, on Mary Beth's head. That was a live meme. <laughs> um, okay, well, it was a good synopsis. But there's uh, one plot that it missed out on. Pam's the art show. Art show. Yep. It's not really hers, but she's featured. Yeah, it's art for artists. It's uh, artists for art. Just a showcase of not that young artists putting on not that great art for Scranton. It's impressionisms, impressionism wannabes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever been to an art show? Yeah. Pretty fun, huh? It's the one I went to was a little pretentious. It was in Baltimore. At the Maryland Institute and College for the Arts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, it was, I mean, it was beautiful. There are some great pieces, but, you know, that community's hard to break into. You know, it's hard to have a conversation uh, unless you have a couple of glasses of wine. Did you tell them that their art was the prettiest art of all the art? Because I feel like that. Works. I probably did. Um, <laughs> I feel like any situation that I'm in where I can reference the office and people will look at me weird i do that sure yeah. <laughs> i do that thing <laughs> proud of you <laughs> thank you <laughs> great scott productions and trivia this kind of interesting one the episode was written by brent forrester and directed by joss whedon that was the interesting part <laughs> i knew it i was i was like he's we he better not say it i think brent forrester to the merger too i mean i don't care if you say it because i've never even seen buffy me neither have you seen firefly no have you seen uh, Avengers? I saw Avengers. Because uh, apparently Joss Whedon directed that as well and wanted John Krasinski as Captain America. And so did I. Oh my I didn't God, know I did until today. Yeah. But oh, that haircut? Because of, 
Yeah, because of their, um, you know, connection. Their chemistry. Yeah, and the other interesting thing is that even though I haven't seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there is a reference to vampires in this episode. And Joss Whedon at first thought that they were just kind of messing with him. He thought they were vampires, <laughs> the people on the show. And he was like, I write about slayers. I can't. Why are we filming all night, <laughs> guys? Get some shut eyes. Well, you know, I think it might have been hard to cast John Krasinski as Captain America because they'd already made a movie about Captain America that didn't have him in it. Yeah. Do you think that would have been a problem? And he was in A Quiet Place. Well, years later. (laughs) (laughs) So Joss Whedon also made Avengers 2. Did you see that? No. Justice League? No. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of his work. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't. Big fans. (laughs) Still, because of Joss Whedon would be like, oh man, director of business school. (laughs) school season three episode 16 baby top up 17 17 <laughs> baby only one off. <laughs> um cool and th- there's a guest star in this one michael patrick mcgill and Who i was that? i was thinking kenny the they brother? took gill for his name from gill. oh McGill. his name is mcgill okay but no it is kenny oh. <laughs> when i looked at his picture it looked just like kenny and didn't look very much like gill and that's when i knew it was probably not kenny. gill you know who played gill Kenny. <laughs> yep, guy a named guy named Kenny. Ken Kennison. Ken Kennison. Kenneth Kenny Kensington. No, I don't know. I didn't look it up. But, you know, well, I think we have another time to see Gil. But I actually did want to talk about Gil because he has a big moment in this. And I thought it would be a good time to shine a light on that actor. But, oh, well. And uh, I also wanted to talk about a little thing called filming with the bat. Oh, yeah. Was it? I have a question. Was it? animatronics live or was it cgi oh it was all three yeah (laughs) good question (laughs) thank you i think that's what the audience was wondering as well and uh but but um kate flannery said they had to be really quiet around the bat oh really pretending to scream oh and then later on they put in audio of a goat screaming because it sounds just like a man or or kate flannery it did kind of seem a little off the screaming but i think it's because it's also the like menu screen for the dvd is that footage oh right right so or you've seen is it that, a lot it's not the footage but it's the the sounds from it the loop yeah yeah so it does seem a little like out of place for some reason it says the the well, that was when they're using the real bat the mechanical bat be as loud as you want they said exactly because it doesn't have microphone on it yeah and it, uh, it doesn't say this, but I'm assuming the handler got so sick of being called Batman. Yeah. I'm just going to add would, that in. Because I like, would assume that as well. It's like he's a professional. And but you could tell because he was like his kind of bristle and he'd look yeah. at the camera like, yeah, again, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I, that's funny, but. Is that a good, but it's a real thing. Batman. Hey, Batman, do you have the bat? Can you bring me a bagel on your way over here? Ironically, Batman is scared of bats. Jesus. But that's why he wanted to make his criminals fear bats like he does. And then he also moved into the bat cave because he doesn't fear bats anymore. And got the bat mobile. And then he didn't realize a lot of people never even thought about bats. They're like, Ugh, I don't know. What they- if one was in your office building? He says, you could get rabies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, mo- that's the reason most people are actually scared of bats. Because once they realize how cute they are, they're like... They are uh, really cute and, rabies and really cool that they can um, see with their ears, basically. Mm-hmm. And they can uh, uh, hear with their mouth. Yeah. And they eat fruits. Um, 
so one time a bat did get into my parents' house. Oh, yeah? And have I told you the story before? Um, no. Okay, so is it too early for a story? No. Okay. Tell a story. <laughs> Let me take some of the sarcasm out of that. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> okay, well, so back got in, and it was really scary. And my mom and I were watching a documentary on the couch, and all of a sudden she goes, "What the fuck?" and pulls the blanket over her head, and I was like, "What?" and like I get under the blanket too, and she's like, "There's a fucking something just flew out my face," and we yelled for my dad, "Wake up, wake up!" and but the, he has the fan going, so he can't hear anything. While he's sleeping, so, do you and, do that? Yeah, I do. Actually. Like father, like daughter. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Apple turns the fan on when it falls. <laughs> um, and so we grabbed the blanket and put it around our head so that we could walk up and try to find Poop. where the bat went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ran in the garage to grab a fishing net and we like smacked it down on the ground gently. Yeah, I think um, it's feelings in a family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I said. My mom was like, let's get it. And I was like, no. We need to quote the office some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me more time. <laughs> There's probably other ones. <laughs> and I grabbed the net and we did kind of like a little lob out the window. Yeah, cool. Saved its life that night. My hero? You are a I hero. Can't say. <laughs> You've been controlling animals since you were 22. 22. All 22. Right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to a thing I like to call, and I think you also call it this, the Finer Things Club. I do call it that. Um,. We both and, call it that. Yeah, because we came up with a, with a name. I say tomato. I do too. Do you really? No. No. <laughs> Who does? What did you have for Find Your Things Club? My number one, I already referenced it. Your art was the prettiest art of all the art. Uh, although I realized we say that all the time, but we usually say best art. I guess we were misquoting it. Oh, God. I feel like a failure. Um, I like write that down. Oh, yeah. When everyone's... Types typing it. yeah you hear their their uh, keyboards going i don't think that i realized that joke until later on really i don't know why did like, he even do it what like, he, like everyone obeys that one every time every other time he says do something about the class is like because it's so it's so ironic you right have this to. Th- yeah that's true it is because it, they don't have paper that's maybe they were sarcastically typing it yeah like, uh, don't, don't forget paper is the most important thing on earth write okay. this down click 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 <laughs> click click. what i couldn't hear you over the sound of everyone typing at the same time i'm working yeah speaking of the lecture i really liked the lecture that's part of my finer things club the whole lecture okay can um I, can i start with the first part of the lecture go ahead the cd classical music that he's playing that he yeah. says hi i'm michael scott and interrupts him with hi i'm so-and-so from the learning company <laughs> he couldn't even find one cd of cl- like he's trying to show off how cultured he is and he doesn't even have a cd he didn't even burn one before class oh. probably because he didn't want to buy the whole song and you can't burn a 15 second anna that's song. true so, i just it. need a taste i like the ivory tower and the ebony tower because <laughs> oh the professor is a person of color and then and of ebony course- and ivory that's a reference to stevie wonder that's true and michael no Stevie Wonder and some white person. Oh, Paul McCartney. Oh. Do you know that? That's a terrible song. It really is, but somehow it always gets stuck in my head. I didn't even know who. I think Steve Wonder (laughs) has some of the worst. Steven Wonder, he's got some of the worst melodies, and that's one of them. It's like like they just go on and on. He's blind. 
So? <laughs> it's like this. Just like keeps going. What was that like? It was terrible. Why wouldn't Paul McCartney step in? Let's. Could we? Think things are better when they repeat a little bit more often than that. This isn't jazz, is it, mate? <laughs> what about Paul McCartney? Is it mitt? <laughs> um, I also like Michael's description of of Ryan, which was that he's never made a sale. Everyone thinks he's a tease. And he started a fire with this cheesy pita. And I'm just really happy that we get to talk about the cheesy pita again because that was a point of contention, I remember, last time. That's a callback to an earlier episode. That's right. See, my Ringo's good. <laughs> Or was that John? Hmm. I also I love curly haired guy's face when he you know when he uh rips up the textbook. Oh yeah. They, I know they cast the guy because of his face. They're like make yeah. make a disappointed face and his eyebrows go just so and his his, his mouth, mouth is ajar, like he yeah. can't quite believe what just happened. And he yeah. looks sad. Like he's like his eyes are like because oh, that textbook was probably like two hundred bucks. It's a thousand dollars a semester, according to that kid on Scott Stutz. Mm. Mm. You're not using the used bookstore, are you? No. Are you, buddy? No. That's never been to college. <laughs> yeah, no. How would he know that? He doesn't know. I asked someone in college. They were like, it's like $1,000. So $2 million, I think I paid. A semester. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. Yeah, true. Oh, I got another finer thing that's unrelated to the that's unrelated to the school. Okay, what is it? Dwight's Don't Be an Idiot. Oh, yeah. Whenever I do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I would not do that thing. Yeah. And then poop is raining from the ceilings. Poop. Poop. Angela Martin. Poop. Wearing a head-only poncho. Yeah. Pon- a boncho. A boncho. <laughs> or is it... Yeah, that's what it is. A clear bonnet. Or is it a ponnet? A ponnet. Ponch it. Anyway, it's weird. Have you ever seen one of those IRL? No. Or even Actually, not yes. IRL? A lot of old ladies wear it. The clear ones? Yeah. Mm. Yes, they do. It's probably for your hairdo, right? It is. It's like when, after you get a perm or something. Keep it protected. Yeah, and like keep the moisture in, I guess. I don't know. Oh, really? Why don't you just wear a shower cap? Because this is loosely fit. Mm. You know. Oh, that's right. If it's a shower cap, it'd probably smash your perm. Yeah, exactly. They're not permanent, by the way. No, they're not. So, And also, are perms not popular anymore? Because I remember when I was a kid, if you walked by a hairdresser and they were doing perms, it smelled so terrible. They're I'd have not to like hold my breath. And popular. now I don't, I don't, especially not like in a mall or something, a public place where you actually walk by it. Now I think they'd be like, um, can you turn off the stank? Yeah, no, that it's not popular. But I know that you were looking for a new hairstyle and maybe that would mm. be an option for you. Thank you. I'm going to base mine on the guy that gets his uh, book ripped up. Yeah. It curls just so. Just like give a screenshot to the barber. <laughs> I'd like something something along these lines. You look like Napoleon Dynamite. Fine. I'll it. take it. Let's do it. <laughs> Are we ready for crack open a cold open? Let's do it. So basically Kevin's tire got blown out. <laughs> um and then Michael doesn't care. He swerved. He almost died. Yeah, and Michael's like, This is an important day. <laughs> And he's like, oh, because I almost died? No, because I am going to be, what is it? Guest speaker. A visiting professor. (laughs) Special lecturer emeritus. No, it's a guest speaker at 
business school. Business school. It's business school. And then we get a story about Mr. Handel. I consider this part to be the cold open. Yeah. Because the other parts tied into plot the story. Related. Yeah. This the, this part is just a th- kind of a throwaway. I mean, it's related to school, I guess. And also, did you know that Handel is the Danish word for business? I don't think that's true. Look it up. Really? Yeah. It was on IMDb, so it has to be true. I thought it was a pun about being handsy. No, Handel. Oh, because, yeah, that was this the uh, teacher that sexually assaulted eighth graders. Handel translate that's right. to English. means trade. So that's business. Commerce, yeah. That's one of the four businesses. What are the Hospitals, other ones? Hospitals. Hospitals. Putting. Cut manufacturing. Transportation slash hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Tourism, air travel, manufacturing slash hospitals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mr. Handel hooked up with a student and then like 12 other kids came forward. And then I think the punchline is that they were in eighth grade. Oh, and it really ruined eighth grade year. Um, and which is when also I guess the punchline is that he started it off with he was the cool teacher. And he considers himself the cool teacher and then doesn't realize that like the comparison mm-hmm. may continue. For Little others. kid lover. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. questionable. Well, anyway, how the turntables uh did you get anything for that uh yeah but it was in the deleted scenes oh right it was a comment i take umbrage to that premise that wasn't the deleted scenes which i didn't know umbrage do you know that means offense like you're taking offense to it no it's umbridge not offense what is it umbridge (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm so oh dolores umbridge from harry potter that's right that's what i was thinking of. professor umbridge Let's go into some references with our section, with our segment called Kevin's Chili. I guess the first one would be the Trump book that Michael has in his collection. Gross. I'm not sure what Trump book it is. Um, let's move on from that. The other... Let's cl- cleanse the palate <laughs> with a uh, place. Whatchamacallit. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a whatchamacallit. Uh, what's a place? Sylvania? Yeah, Sylvania, Transylvania, and Pennsylvania. Makes sense. Or a payday. Oh, a payday. We got several candy bars mentioned in this themed speech. A hundred grand. You might make a hundred grand. Satisfied. Make a whatchamacallit. Yeah, satisfied with Snickers. And what point in this speech do you think he was going to put in Chunky? (laughs) (laughs) I have to wonder. Chunky? Question. Yeah, because he has a Chunky at the end. Remember? That was just for him. That was just for Eaton's. <laughs> for Eaton. Good Eaton. Yeah, he was, uh, well, I don't know. I thought he was going to, like, call out a student or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a reference to a movie. They don't what? say its name. But Kowalski? No. Uh, well, that might be from a movie, too, but he's definitely dead poet society all over this speech. Oh, yeah, he is. He's try- he- and the deleted scenes even tries to stand on the desk. <laughs> The little fold-out, like, you know, one-arm tablet desk. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't work out. Uh, yeah, we, what was that the, that Polish joke, the Kowalski? Was that from a movie, too? Or I don't know, actually. I don't have the resources available, the internet. Oh, I do have that available, but I'm not finding anything. Hmm. Oh, here we go. An article called Michael Scott Delivering Some Subtle Racism. <laughs> Great. How is your poll says what index? What? Thanks, Kowalski. 
The Herfindahl index is an economic metric. Michael responds with Polak says what index <laughs> and using an ethnic slur for Polish people. He re- reinforces this by calling the student Kowalski. Okay, so it's just racism. Well, that was boring. Are, are Polish people a different race? Well, I mean, in the time of, you know, the immigration, you know, era, like, like 20s and 30s. Yeah. You know, well, this was probably a lot of Polish immigrants after World War II or during it, right? Yeah. So maybe it's also kind of anti-Semitic. I don't know how yeah. anyone could hate Polish people. I love them more than all the other races. Really? Only them, actually. Why? You like the sausages? No, I just think that they're better than us. <laughs> you would never make a joke like that. Okay. No. Um, we've also got reference to PlayStation and Beanie Babies. That's right. You have to have money to buy your PlayStation and Beanie Babies in 2007. <laughs> PlayStation discontinued. Well, the first one, I don't know. Original PlayStation was out 2000, 2001. Beanie Babies were pretty much dead by 99. Yeah. So, Sad. So he doesn't really know how the youth hangs, you know? The youths. He can go to the quad and play some frizz with them, but I don't think he knows what they like. He's out of touch. Oh, by the way, whenever you go to one of those classes and they said, oh, here's your, uh, you have to do this. It will save paper, you know, by submitting your assignments online or whatever. So don't make us buy a book full of paper. (laughs) Like, that's way more paper than I'm going to write in my whole life. And I've heard the argument as well that... Paper is actually a renewable resource, That's whereas right. like electronic correspondence, the you know amount of carbon emissions that it takes to make a laptop or cell phones or mm-hmm. you know. So I guess this just brings us to fashion show, fashion, fashion show, show, fashion, fashion show, show at lunch. lunch. Let's turn this around, spin <laughs> it, and walk it back down the runway. And let's do that with Kelly's barrette. Okay, it's a. I little- thought it was pronounced barrette. You've learned so much about fashion just I really by have. instituting this one. Since April 1st, you've learned so much about fashion. That's pretty funny. Kelly's Wait. barrette is a little blue uh, butterfly, and she's wearing it kind of to the side in the front. And it makes her look to Pam even more sassy because it's kind of like this 90s vibe that she's oh, going yeah. for. This is uh, most seen in the scene where Pam's inviting her to the art show and Kelly does a, a big yeah, pause totally and then I'll be there yeah. what a liar i really feel like she doesn't have so much of a reason to be mad in performance review when people don't come to her america's got yeah, talent party exactly. when she didn't go to this and she said she was going to be there and she didn't even try to come she didn't and you guys are bad friends exactly so but her brat looks cute i only have one thing for this what segment. is it angela's bonnet we already oh, talked about that we already, yeah Pam's purple turtleneck. I knew it. I knew you were going to love this. And then the side ponytail. Uh, Yeah, like the girl from Napoleon Dynamite. So did you like the turtleneck for the art show? You thought that was a good look? Well, no. Oh, okay. But I you know, you were, Pam was I've... all artsy-fartsy in uh, high school, and she wore turtlenecks, and she's back to her turtleneck. I like the long sleeves, but I'm not loving the, and I need your help again on this, vest thing that's over it the weird black vest thing oh yeah is she wearing a vest over it it's, it's not it's like not a, a vest it's like it's connected so you have to like put it on over your head or maybe it's zip up but it's it's like a like a, a like sweater a like a sleeve oh it's a jumper a jumper but yeah. it's sleeveless yeah she's wearing a jumper over it or like a yeah jump oh okay that's what a jumper is in australia a jumper is a sweater 
Well, now you're all turned around. Yeah. Here in America, we call a jumper something different. Up it's is down. This. Christmas is in summer. And a jumper, jumper is like a sweater. This, like this kind of thing. You're so right. That is a jumper. I mean, I don't. I'm guessing. Because you look, you Google jumper, right? Yeah. Cool. And there's like no pictures of people jumping. No. Google knew. Yeah. I mean, and then the side pony and then the gold necklace over the turtleneck. That's a bold move. Classy. Yeah, I guess. So how, how do you think? Well, I want you to rate Pam's outfit on a scale of uh, the same scale that we use for our episodes. <laughs> One through seven. Yep. <laughs> um, I think it really went with her art, which was kind of boring and <laughs> conservative. So five. A little stitch. Oh, five. Which is a five, five out of seven. Yeah, I thought it was. It went well. I mean, that's a beach day. I'm not saying that like she. Well, she's definitely not ready for the beach. Yeah, I don't think. But that. I'm not saying that like. In terms of, you know, fashion. Uh-huh. Is that what we're going off? Yes. Fashion? Okay. Then a four. Okay. Just Alfredo's because it's, together. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's a little hipster. It's a little stitious. Yeah, it's a little stitious. In my opinion. <laughs> okay. She's, you know, she's doing her thing. Now it's true. She, it's a bold statement. She shows a lot of bravery in her fashion that she doesn't show in her art. Or in her life. Or, yeah. Um, I also just have the guy whose textbook got ripped up, which... We've talked about before his hairstyle, but I also wanted to call attention to his outfit. That's like a hippie light? Yeah. Or what was it? How would you describe it? I actually don't remember, but you should watch it. It was a vibe to it. I <laughs> yeah, there was picked a up vibe. One, but I don't remember the items. <laughs> Neither do I. I can't name them. Uh, but Who are you wearing? Yeah, exactly. Sanux? This is all vintage. That's oh, what yeah. he would say. Well, no, I... I was uh, struck by how he's dressed versus how Ryan is dressed, which is like full on suit with a tie at, you know, at school. I know he was at, at work earlier, but, but I mean, that's like pretty formal. Eh, not a good look. But he's dressing for the job he wants. Um, coked out executive at Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this episode has a lot of foreshadowing in it. Not only the bat, but also this mm-hmm. business school, because now, you know, we're getting set up for the fact that get another MBA. Yeah, yeah, Ryan knows that Dunder Mifflin is tanking, so he's got to figure out a way to take advantage, basically. Oh, we missed some references. Like what? I think we're at the University of Scranton, the Kania School of Management. Oh. It offers uh, accounting, finance, general management, healthcare administration, international business, marketing, management information systems, and production operations management. Its tuition is part-time, $965 per credit. And specialty masters, $965 per credit, a.k.a. exactly the same number. Okay, so that class list just made me fall asleep. And it's tied for 117th of best MBAs in the country. Was that good or bad? Bad. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) Well, anyway, there was another reference, which was Bragelina is with Fragelina. Frangelina, yeah. Which I don't think he knows what that means because Bragelina is... Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and Frangelina is nobody. Fran Drescher and Angelina, does he know something we don't know? Well, he, I mean, it's just really expressing his frustrations. You know, it's kind of like saying, Ryan Schmeyan. Ryan Fryan. Moving on to... We got to make sure YouTube comes down to film. That's... May your hats fly as high as your dreams. Right. That's a cool scene because the cameraman is in the back. Yeah, and Michael gives him a look after, him or her, a look after he says that saying, 
um, to get a reaction because he didn't get one from Ryan. And in that particular scene, the one where they're driving to business school, Ryan is only visible in the rearview mirror and Michael's face is visible, making uh, making Ryan seem distant and aloof and cold. And like he's in the driver's seat, but he's also looking back. No, I don't think that. But on the way back, it's not the case. They're doing like a back and forth really quickly, which I yeah. also like. Interesting. And Michael's more, his body language is turning out the window versus, you know, poking him and saying, you're such a spaz. That's right. Yeah. Poking him, like tickling him kind of in, in the front on the way there. And I wanted to say something else about that too, which is that when the camera is going back and forth on the way back, it's clear that the cameraman doesn't know how long each person is going to talk for, which I really liked. Like sometimes it like yeah. whipped over real quick because someone started talking and other times it stayed on someone to show their reaction. Yeah. Which I'm sure was kind of planned out because like they do want certain reactions like that. But it wasn't like they're following the beats of the script. Right. However, there's only one cameraman in this car. They didn't do the like dash cam like they did for um, Traveling Salesman. But there's two cameramen at the place so maybe one drove separately or maybe the other one's just looking out the window thinking about his life and doing that thing with his hand in the wind you know like flying yeah. it like a, like a plane like yeah. learning about aerodynamics yeah so Taking one of those a little two break things. yeah and then it was Peeing the other it was the other cameraman who was filming on the way back oh that's really so nice that they style they shared oh maybe you're right one's more of the steady and the other one's the frantic guy. yeah and between the both of them they make the office happen exactly i'll get the establishing shots buddy you get all that action um i also really liked everyone's response to the bat being in the office because the cameraman is definitely first of all fearless fearless yeah exactly second of all like really good at capturing everyone's reaction and this is what we love about the office is that it is a stagnant or not stagnant but you've got like a solid place and time and then you throw one thing in and see how everyone reacts. Like a grenade. Exactly. Or a bat. Or a bat. Did you notice that Kevin ran into the cameraman when he was running away? <laughs> oh, man. That's I, good. I think they should have played into that a little bit more even. Like the camera should have been like pointed at the ceiling like he got really knocked over. Yeah. Well, it's more subtle the way it is. And I didn't notice until this time. So maybe they're putting in those little... Little yeah. moments that you feel, but you don't necessarily talk about unless you do a podcast. Yeah, that's true. And the, it is like a small amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, presumably maybe, you know, 10 seconds or so mm. to get everyone's reaction. So that's right. One other thing they captured quite well added to the comedy was when Pam makes an expression about Dwight climbing up on the front desk to like check out the, the ceiling. And uh, he like tells her to calm down or something like that. They pan over and his butt is like right in her face. As, not even as close as it is in real life, but like from it, that angle. from that angle, it looks like it's right in her yeah. face. Uh, and she kind of just looks like, oh, okay. Yeah. I liked Ryan's intro to Michael at business school because you can hear it from one of the camera's angles, but then from Michael's angle, you can't. So mm-hmm. he thinks that maybe something, you know, he's introducing him in a nice way which he's not well yeah he like invited him as a example of failure kind of exactly he was like the example of the failure and he kind of followed through on that example pretty well yeah that's why i think probably people weren't jumping in is he's like i'm gonna let this guy show you how out of touch he is with 
things. If he had seen how many times Oscar had to explain the surplus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. A fancy profit. A fancy word for money. <laughs> right. Um, the other moment I noticed was during the art show where the camera is coming into kind of introducing the scene and you see people filtering in and out of the shot, um, kind of looking at the art, talking about it. So you kind of get a feeling for what the art show feels like and what kind of people are there. Oh, right. So, yeah. And then I think... just old ladies. Yeah, exactly. And then Michael. Yeah. Roy. Gil and Oscar. Oh, yeah. Gil and Oscar. And... That's an interesting shot, though, because it's showing them talking, even though you can see Pam behind them. Yeah. And she not only hears an insult about her art, but also about her lack of honesty and courage. And yeah, dating the safest person. Let's go into characters and talk about them right now. Let's start with Oscar and Gil, though. Do you think the world is crawling with Phyllis's? Absolutely, I do. Gil says that, well, first Oscar says, courage, honesty, not really her strong suit. And then Gil makes a comment, motel art. Motel. He, com- he compares her work unfavorably to the to the first work of Picasso. <laughs> Yeah, that's a high bar, dude. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, this is our band's first show. We just started our first album. And it's like, well, hmm, I don't know. It's that iconic. And they'll be like, well, it's our first album. And like, On the Sex Pistols' first album, they made a life-changing uh, moment that spawned fashion as well as <laughs> poor philosophy. Fashion, don't you know about it? Yeah. And then here's my problem with this, though. Gil and Oscar go to art. I guess. Anyone that's been to any art shows knows that you don't go over to the person's booth and start talking loudly because they're probably right there. Like at most they're like in like you're probably just one of the people you're standing with, which is why I don't like art shows because I want to talk about what's going on and I don't feel comfortable doing it until after. And then I'll be like, did you see that one painting? And they're like, no. Yeah. I mean, that's why a museum is way more fun. Yeah. Because they're all dead. Yeah, exactly. And you can just tear him apart yeah well the guard actually doesn't want you to do this you're not even <laughs> supposed to touch him did you know that <laughs> tear him apart. oh no. no no but you can be like oh, what a sexist yeah i love just going and be like this is i could have done this especially yeah. to like jackson pollock or something yeah this is so i could have done this i could have you know brad pitt in once upon a time in hollywood is hotter than statue of david yeah that's what i say <laughs> every time <laughs> yeah um honestly though what did you think about pam's art um I thought it, it was the prettiest art of all the art, but in another way, I didn't like it that much. I mean, here's the thing. Okay. She is a really good observationalist, observ- observer, <laughs> <laughs> but she's not very good at composition. Mm. There's no you commentary know? built into it. No, there's no, it's strictly observational and there's, it's not, no interpretation, no... Mm-hmm. You know, not reflection. No, it's like she's the art. It's like interesting exactly. that she saw a stapler and was like, "I'm gonna just draw that with just like that," Which without is any great. sort of. I mean, that's yeah. great for um, your sketchbook, but yeah, if you're gonna show your art, I feel like you can't just have sketches. If you're going to be an that kind of artist, which fell out of fashion after the invention of the camera. Much like yeah. Michael's last line, because before the camera, you needed 
paintings of things just to know what they looked like, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, or sketchings or something like that. And you had to be the realism. Once there was like a way of capturing exactly what things looked like, then impressionistic things pretty much took over, or at least like some sort of commentary. But I think if you're going to do that, you got to be better at it than she is. Yeah. And I also think that um, she's a really good at shadow, like the technique of the watercolors and stuff is really good, but it's just not well i was gonna say it's not invoking emotions but there are a lot of emotions that are invoked by this that's art. true so you know i think the one of the building is pretty good you know there's no lines in the parking lot and there's shadows coming from two different directions three suns or something <laughs> but i think that one's pretty good the stapler is like a definite low point in terms of meaning anything but it, the flowers aren't bad it's more of a still life yeah, it's still life, you know, you don't have forever to do them because eventually the flowers or the fruit are going to rot, yeah. die, and fall away. So that shows talent. The stapler, it's like, that'll be there forever. Yeah, unless someone puts it in jello. <laughs> what if she had <laughs> painted that a stapler would have been in jello? Be like, what is she trying to say? Is this a commentary on our instant lifestyle you know like like we've got this office life and we're all like oh man and then look at one or one with the the, the paper paper the staple remover in ramen it's biting the cup and then it's leaking that's a good that's painting. a good one there yeah. you go i mean the fact that she didn't put it in jello maybe is a commentary on her relationship with um roy because oh. if she would have put it in jello that would would have been yeah and a subtle reminder that she's still in love with jim Maybe the stapler still was. It was just clear. Maybe she just loved office space. <laughs> it, yeah, maybe. <laughs> because Greg Daniels showed it to her. No, wait. Her, his friend Mike Judge made it, he said. Uh, so you're going to have to come in on Saturday. Yeah. We were thinking of the hill together. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think her art is very good. I think this is kind of an interesting plot. And I, when I really like this plot, as much as I'm criticizing Pam's art because this is the show is like I mean they literally have characters saying it's not very good even an old lady who's like it's not a very good impressionist thing but I think it's interesting a lot of movies and stuff try to give the idea that like if you do something creative that's your passion and that's what you should do and I guess this kind of does but it doesn't mean that you're good at it and the office knows that Pam isn't good at art she she's okay if you're in a small town and you like don't have a lot of options you're like oh that's okay but she's not good. They never, like, she gets into art school, but she fails out. Like, like this is, like, setting that up. She's not... Um, yeah, the foreshadowing in this They know episode. that already, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not knew it already, but they already made the, the painting not that good with the lines in the parking lot. Yeah, and, I mean, the thing about not being good at art in the sense of Pam is she's not harnessing this to her benefit, which could be kind of like a meditation or a way to self-improve self-reflect instead she's thinking that maybe she can have a career out of this and i don't think that that's the right direction to go in you have to be you have to be more self-aware than that you know use it as a an outlet instead of a way to get out of your job right well i think the fact that she does that and then she gets criticized for it in the way that Gil and Roy do that helps her yeah in a way and also she wants Jim doesn't even like make uh, pretend like he's gonna come but let's talk about Toby because he does make it clear he wants to come he would even skip his daughter's play what they do is not art I bet someone will film it yeah wow yeah F- fun fact no one's ever watched a video of a play <laughs> yeah well not even for a second 
I have. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. No, no, of a kid's play? Oh, a kid's play? Hell no. Yeah. You watch that in real life. Yeah, I guess that's true. But even if someone was filming it and they're like, you've got to see little so-and-so's performance. I'd be like, oh my God, here we go. <sighs> this is motel art. <laughs> motel art. Yeah. I know. I love the, the bitterness on his lips when he says that. Yeah, it's palpable. Yeah. And I listened to a whole podcast about motel art. I knew it. You. <laughs> it was really interesting. It was like all <laughs> made. I don't know. This was a pretty interesting podcast, but I don't remember what it was called, so I can't reference it. But it, it was basically all kind of from the same place, and they like sold it all off at one point. Oh, interesting. All the motel sixes, I think. Sold them all at once so they could put in like more localish stuff. It was I've... like this idea of like comfort and conformity and like inoffensiveness that all hotels wanted to have. And the basic thesis was for a long time, like everything was so chaotic and unpredictable that what you really wanted was to be able to go and have a time that you knew was going to be stable, even if it was really uninteresting and bland. Like that's why like Applebee's and stuff were more popular during that time, you know, like uh, or, or Chili's, you know, a more consistent experience. And then it became like millennials and stuff want like an experience. They want something to be unique and like Instagrammable and like all these places are like the opposite of that because you would, it's all the same. You can never do it. And so it's actually better to be worse because at least it'll be memorable. That's an interesting because I think it goes back to the point that I was making earlier about having something that's comforting and slightly boring. It's like The Office, like watching The Office. It's true. Is, it's not boring per se, but it gives you a sense of comfort mm -hmm. because obviously it's not boring. It's there for you. Yeah, exactly. It's It gives you that sense of comfort. And yeah, you might have a, you know, yeah something that is thrown into the mix. but um, And I think Pam captures that too. Yeah, she does. Although you were like, oh, I'm pretty sick of this stapler. Yeah. <laughs> Despite how comforting and predictable it is. Yeah. But let's talk about Kelly. We talked about her a little bit in her lying about going to the art show. Now she's in the annex. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. 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 Oh Don't my God. get excited. It's only temporary. I won't. 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 I love when she says to Pam, you guys are so in love now. Yeah. As soon as she hears they're back together. Yeah. She's like. And then Pam's like, well, I don't want to be braggy. Is that braggy? It's like, yeah, it is braggy. It is. Get that out of here. And uh, I like when Kelly says about the bat, she says, it's a living thing with feelings and a family. And then it's contrasted with like a few minutes later when it starts flying. She's like, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> That's such a Kelly move. Calm down. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> she says a lot of things. She doesn't have a lot of lines, but she says them over and over again. Paul McCartney. Ebony and McCartney. Ebony and mccartney together in perfect harmony and kevin is a hero he is a hero he shuts that door he does he ran into the cameraman he almost died today and now he's shutting the door and that's how meredith gets the bat trapped onto her head with a garbage bag by dwight so he's not really a hero he caused meredith to get he trapped the bat with but meredith didn't need to come out of the bathroom right then Let's talk about Meredith. <laughs> Why'd she come out of the bathroom right then? Meredith. Why was she in the bathroom for so long? Well, uh, they yelled at her in the deleted scenes. They were like, bat, bat. So she went back in the bathroom. So she doesn't oh. know what's going on, I guess. And then Creed thinks she's Mary Beth. <laughs> Mary Beth. <laughs> she probably has a secret stash of alcohol in the bathroom. Yeah, behind the bathroom. D duct taped to the tank like, like a mobster. Yeah. Well, I look Creed just sitting there during the bat attack, and it reminds me of when he's in the future just eating ramen while Pam throws up. 
Yeah, that and is And everyone nasty. throws up. But I, I love how on board he is with Dwight's proposal of violence without knowing anything yeah. else. And then he makes him that stake. And the allegiance, too. And he says, what size? Size four, obviously. I like Angela's reaction to the bat, too, because she just lays on the ground and starts praying. That's right. Did she put on? She didn't put on the bonnet first, though, so she could have still been getting pooped on. Poop. And in a way, her prayers did work. In a general sense, that's yeah. what she's been praying for. She was praying for the bat, right? I don't know. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers always work. Phyllis, gone on her honeymoon, so she's just not Bye, there. Bye, Phyllis. Six weeks. We should see how long she's really gone in the show. Phyllis Lapp and Vance Refrigeration. I love Stanley. Just goodbye. He's gone. <laughs> he just leaves. He's never there again. I would, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, oh there's a bat. I guess that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. I've packed my things. He didn't even pack his things. He's just out. He just used his coat. Yep. I, I get it. And, and I love when Stanley gets to leave. It's his favorite thing. And it's my favorite thing when, when he gets to leave. Although I miss him. But yeah. I love to walk up, watch him walk away. <laughs> <laughs> i hate to see him same go. that booty uh big heart bigger butt <laughs> no, big butt bigger heart man <laughs> whatever uh, same death yeah karen philippelli one of them slightly different bigger than the others that's all we know <laughs> karen philippelli in the deleted scenes which i'm glad they took this out because this is evil she tears down well she starts to tear down pam's art flyer i just think that's some mean girls yeah, and this is before the... The Christmas party? And the beach. Well, the beach day is, I think, when she does the... Pam is kind of a bitch, right? Yeah. After the speech. But, like, you kind of think that's the first time... I don't know. They have a little bit of hostility before, but has that really started yet? Or I guess it has because they have the, all the talks. But Karen gets in on some prank action with her man. The vampire man. So she's involved in the... Her Edward Cullen... <laughs> her bram stoker don't know no. who's edward cullen from the teen hit twilight hmm. of 2000 i don't know 10 i've never heard of that year <laughs> uh, okay no i know Ed- edward edward cullen yeah cool they can be together forever um no but karen's gets to be in on the prank when she says that the garlic bread is cold and then when she talks about the glare coming from Angela's cross with Jim, and I think it's interesting. This is like Jim in, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say peak denial because I think he hit that earlier. But he's like going into the pranks, which is him and Pam's thing. They're basically completely separate in this episode. No looks. He's like pretending like he wasn't thinking about it last episode during the wedding. But then he makes a comment, Brangelina, Frangelina, everyone's moving on. It is I, weird that it's not showing any like dynamics between them. Karen's just on board. Like they obviously had conversations of it outside, but it's not showing any moments of intimacy between them. It's no. just like she's already in the character. Although I feel like you can't really squeeze that in. You know, you, you got to pick and choose. And after the wedding, they really wanted to show Roy and Pam back together. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get to see Kim and Pim. Kim and Pim. <laughs> Kim and Pim back together <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Kim and Pam. Okay, let's do a segment called Second Drink. I am drinking a natural geyser. No, crystal geyser. Alpine spring water. Um, This is a single-use plastic container. 
but I will not be using it once. You're going to uh, use it over and over again. Or I might just recycle it. That's still one use. <laughs> the second use is you can recycle it. Uh, no, I had to buy that to go in to see the Rolling Stones because you have to bring an unopened bottle of water. They won't let you bring it in. They're still alive? Um, the Rolling Stones? Mm-hmm. Most of them. <laughs> Actually, a Rolling Stone hasn't died in a long time. <laughs> They're as old as dirt. I think one died in the 60s, maybe one died in the 80s. Piano player, original guitars. Yeah, everyone else is still going. And uh, they had a lot of energy. Thanks for asking. <laughs> anyway, I'm drinking a New Belgium Day Blazer, the easygoing ale. But let's talk about a few more characters. <laughs> anyway, is it my time up here? Yeah, I think my time's up here. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Roy. He's back with Pam, and he wants her to come over after the art show, but she's a little tired. And he's okay with that. But he's a little bit... He's so happy to be back with her. Though His worst moment is he says, I brought my brother... And no one from the office is here? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's not really thinking much about Pam's feelings because she doesn't really give a shit what Roy thinks about it or art because he is a, uh, what do you call it? A poser. A poser and also a... Brown noser. Brown noser. <laughs> and a Philistine. Philistine? No. What is that? Umbridge? That Umbridge. <laughs> Miss Umbridge. <laughs> professor Umbridge. He's a Professor Umbridge. A lay person. Yeah, Philist. I don't know if it's Philistine. Philistine? Is it Philistine? Philistine. Philistine? It's a person who is hostile or indifferent to culture and the arts or has no understanding of them. Oh. Damn. Good. Look at that vocabulary pull. That was pretty good. It would have been great if I knew how to pronounce it confidently and knew it right away. Philistine or Stein? Well, it's like this is the moment that I think is supposed to be testing. Is he really changed? You know, is he back? And he's very positive, but I mean, anyone can keep it together for. The first right. week of dating again, you know, right. where you like start getting the car right away. And even then, he does look at all the art and then he's like, it's cool if I go, right? Yeah. And I think it is cool that he goes because what is she going to just stand around with her with her bow? And I mean, he's always just done the bare minimum anyway. So I don't expect any more. And this was the bare minimum. Well, bringing yeah. his brother was a little bonus. And he did a good job. His brother got dumped too. Yeah. Is it uh, embarrassing to go from fiance back down to boyfriend i guess not he's not scared to show his face Hmm. and we gotta talk about ryan ryan howard the fire guy getting bumped up a full letter grade was it worth it Mm, no no probably not (laughs) and getting bumped down to the annex yeah he got bumped to the annex which is a big deal means jim's getting his chair back. back there oh my god what Jim's getting his seat back. He's going to be able to look at Pam again. Ah, Unrelated to anything he's doing, but, you know. Yeah, you're right. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on how many looks they get next time, because there were none in this episode. Yeah. But he's been facing away from her this whole time. I really like this seat who's looking at people uh, It's interesting, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely timely. Yeah. So Ryan got really embarrassed, and it's because of Michael. Michael, his relationship to college is really... Uh, weird i think we've talked about most of these things i just wanted to talk about the five goliaths that are facing america even though david will always beat goliath so that's not what are they al-qaeda global warming sex predators and mercury poisoning and that's four i think the worst one there would definitely have to be al-qaeda back then i'm kidding it's climate change obviously duh or mercury poisoning yeah a huge thing almost as big of a killer as rabies 
almost uh but he does say the proud of you thing to pam and why do you think his philistinery is so much more acceptable to pam when he compliments her than it is when roy does it i think because his compliments are more genuine and you can tell that he's really taking a look at the details Mm. and i mean that's not to say that that is coming from a selfish place because he notices you know the detail of his car oh yeah and the office building itself and because he's noticing paper more since he just had the conversation about paper but um and people yeah and people so it's like he's impacted her life and working there that she decided to put it into art yeah he likes that and i think that that means a lot more than someone who's just coming to look at the art to maybe like get laid later yeah i think that's true although he does have a chunky in his pocket (laughs) but pam (laughs) pam just goes right in for that hug and you can tell it means a lot to her yeah i think she even has like some tears in her eyes yeah i think it's because she doesn't really make i mean it must have hurt so much to have oscar not like it because yeah. she doesn't put enough commentary in it to be like this is the place i work and have it be interesting to other people you have to be at least be interesting to the people that work there and oscar's still one of those and didn't find it interesting at least he wasn't mean it was gil yeah uh but but yeah M- michael sees it he's like impressed with how he says it could, they could be tracings yeah you know? and calls her pam Casso. <laughs> i like that yeah uh but what else does michael do some um i guess we talked about all those I mean, Michael's just a, a big embarrassment, but I think it is trying to make a point at the end where he's saying that it's about people and business, and there is like a way of looking at it that's too abstract, maybe. But, you know, he counterproves his idea, too, by being like, well, you'll be back. <laughs> Do they ever come back? We don't want them back. Yeah. They're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Although, at the end of the day, it is really about connections. At least that's why we keep watching the show yeah is because it's really character driven and so maybe he just proved his point again you know i'm in it to watch dinner mifflin make mad stacks oh, okay that's why well, i watch the show i'm like think... i'm like let's get those economics It'll going be five to ten years and yeah so i think that's right because it's like the people at the office that's how he manages he can't see the big picture he thinks he can see the big picture but like the big picture is like those businesses go out of business and a lot of people work don't even like it and stuff like that but it's like it is the connections that those people have even though they're part of a money-making machine and that's all actually the company is there for because it's still a corporation it's not like he doesn't work at prince family paper yeah exactly like he thinks he does yeah it's and there's like a comfort level in that community or like that team atmosphere Mm -hmm. because it kind of feels like everyone's in this together even though it's you know, a business, like you said, it feels like everybody kind of is putting in the work and they're in the same boat day to day. We're all in the same boat. Leadership. Oh, no. I've Maybe never the heard the word people leader. could be the sales. Huh? No. <laughs> oh, the sales. Yeah, the sales. I've never heard the word leader. I've heard ladder. <laughs> that was a good deleted scene. Yeah, that really was. <laughs> Jim said he's never heard the word. <laughs> in 2007, in America... He's heard the word ladder. So I guess all we have left is ratings, Dundee, and I think I hold up very well to even severe scrutiny. All right. Let's start with 
are Dundee. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can go first because I have I have two. I'm going to give mine to Michael because he not only puts himself out there in front of the business school, but he also shows up for Pam and buys her art. And I just think that he really comes through. I mean, I would love to have him as a guest speaker in a college class. That would be awesome. Hilarious. Yeah. And to get candy too. So, yep. I don't know what the Dundee's called, but it's to Michael. Question. How much was the piece? How much do you think he paid? I bet she just gave it to him. Oh, man. You got it paid for your art, Pam. I know. I, I'm, I'm sure she sold it. Maybe. He probably was like, would you take 100 And takes it out of his shoe. Yeah, that's shoe right. Shoe money. And he uh, he dropped a lot of money on that frame, too. It's a nice framing. Yeah. Probably Michael's or something. Ooh, Michael's. Michael's. Michael's Scott's. Michael Scott's framing. Okay, I'm going to give mine to Pam. Putting herself out there. And she she did put herself out there. She opened herself up for criticism, which she got. She put herself up there for rejection, which she also got from everyone in the office, pretty much. And she re-entered an abusive relationship. No, that was last time. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But she's also... I mean, she didn't go home with him. Yeah. She's so she's tired. Also, she's also a little independent. Well, I think by not getting defensive or running away crying, she heard oscar's criticism of her lack of bravery and i think she's gonna make some changes but and i when i said i had two i meant i had two i was gonna give between but i also just wanted to mention before the end of the episode that i really like the jim prank of the the vampire i think it's one of his best it is one of his best it's not i mean it's i i like the way they both act because dwight is the kind of person that would kind of agree with that but the way jim acting is so subtle like like, I think the, the scenes he does with Karen are too much. But the putting up his coat and like kind of acting like it's bright, putting the coat over his head when he's walking in his car, and or especially the, the feeling his his canines, yeah, that's such good stuff because he's not looking at Dwight. He's not yeah. like, Dwight, my teeth hurt. He's just like doing it while they're sitting there. Yeah. And it's a harmless prank, and I think it's a really awesome one. Yeah, and I love Dwight's reaction, which is one crisis at a time because he's trying to catch the bat at the he, same time. He had the steak while he was talking to him. <laughs> Jim comes on and is standing right next to him and he's like, oh, goodbye, yeah, Dwight. That is so funny. Or when he looks over his shoulder and says, goodbye, Dwight. And he looks like uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, and he says he's on an eternal journey. He's got his collar up, you yeah. know? It's such a good look. It is really good. Yeah. So Luckily, I, he has a really cute pea coat that he could do that with. A what? Pea coat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody. Complimenting his pea coat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> fashion show okay and uh let's do our ratings we're gonna count it down okay um okay got it three, three two, two one pretzel, pretzel day. day yes we agreed Six out again. Of seven. finally finally because we've been high-fiving we started the high-five when we agreed surprisingly a few times and then we kept doing the high-five but it was like a sad high-five yeah the last couple of high like oh but but it is pretzel day it's a great episode. Great. All around great. Great. So much foreshadowing. They got out of the office for a bit, which I know you love, as Mike, yeah. Michael did at least. And Pam as well. I like the episode goes in the evening. It's a good character episode, but it's also a crazy thing that's happening. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the fire. Like a lot of character stuff based around an exactly. interference. It's definitely Joss Whedon's best work. <laughs> I agree. This is what he's known for in, in our circles. And let's do... I hold up very well to even severe scrutiny 
where we read the reviews we've received. Really? We really have on the Canadian iTunes. Do you have that one? Yeah. So we got a review. A light, uh, a listener was kind enough to, to send it to us because we didn't realize we can't see the reviews from other countries. Yeah, which is crazy. I w- would like to see if we have any reviews in um, Scandinavia. Well, I <gasps> checked and we don't. <laughs> Did you check? Well, I, no, I, you check? I signed up for a thing so that we could get all of our reviews internationally. So I think for now we'll get them, but like from this, not from our iTunes, but from is that, this email. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so here is our review from, I don't know the name. It's a screenshot. Oh, mostly robot was the name of the person. More machine now than man. Yeah. And they gave us five stars and they said, Addy is smart and silly. Nathan is dry and pithy. Pithy. Their humor is so in keeping with the office itself. It makes their reviews just as fun as they are thoughtful. It's well-researched. Well, it's debatable. Well-researched. the critics are insightful. Insightful. The ones of our podcast? Critiques, I mean, are insightful. (laughs) Especially of the art. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wait till you see Art History 101 today. (laughs) The host often question why something in the show can be so off-color and yet somehow make them laugh. Thank you, clumpmates. And they spelled color with a U. Oh, from Canada. Yeah. I spell Canada with a U. P.S. Addy. I also made a paper mache Wilson costume from a five-foot beach ball and couldn't fit through doors. Absolutely, I did. Which is amazing. That is like, I wish I, you know what? I I should have Skyped during that Halloween (laughs) because you can't leave. I would like to um, request some pictures from Mostly Robot of the costume. Did someone come over and take them? Yeah. <laughs> Selfie, self-timer. Do you have pictures of yours? I might. Yeah, okay. Well, if you have them, put them on the Finer Things Club Facebook group and go join that group because that's where we get ideas for segments and um, stuff like that. Things when we miss things. Uh, let's do the other review next time since we probably won't get one in between. Okay. How about that? Yeah, that's a great idea. And also, we, we can't just be patting ourselves on the back for... Let's read the bad review. There isn't one. Yeah, we got some bad ratings, though. I'll read those. One star. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. We don't care. Yeah, love it or hate it. Love me or hate me. Um. Okay, well, thanks for talking to me about The Office again. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I always forget how much I love The Office until... I do this podcast again. I actually no, I never forget. Yeah. What am I saying? Uh, I'm still having fun noticing things and talking about them and spending. How many hours do you think we've talked about The Office by now? Sixty. Cool. I was going to say sixty-two, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go with yours. Safer. Or sixty-one. Well, actually, we've done like fifty episodes, so that's probably pretty close. Usually, they're a little over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think this podcast was the prettiest podcast of all the podcasts. You do? Um, Okay, I think we got two characters left. Oh, no. Three characters. Who? Four characters. Ugh.